Yo, good morning. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. I appreciate you, as always. Um, not a lot of monologuing this week because I actually just have to do kind of a, a public service announcement regarding uh, myself and my health and uh, next week's podcast. So I'm actually having hernia surgery this week, Thursday. Um, it shouldn't be a big deal. It's a belly button hernia. It is what it is. I've had it for a few uh, years uh, if you scroll back far enough in the podcast, you can hear a couple months ago I told a story about driving myself to the emergency room because I thought I had done something terrible. Uh, essentially, it's been causing me some discomfort recently, and so we just decided, look, it's, it's probably finally time to just go get it fixed. So hernia surgery is relatively routine, but um, you know it is surgery, so it is somewhat unpredictable. And even the surgeon says, probably going to have a day or two of discomfort following this. Uh, a couple of weeks of discomfort, really, but really a couple days of like, maybe I'm not going to be up to do much. So I, I don't know for sure whether or not there will be a podcast next week. I think it's really unlikely there will be a guest. Um, I think if anything, it'll probably just me, be me popping on to talk a little bit about the surgery or whatever. We'll see. Who knows what a week can bring us. But I did want to just kind of get out ahead of that just in case. There is no podcast next Sunday. I haven't missed a Sunday yet, but just in case next week there's no podcast, it's it's just I'm probably just not up to it because of the uh, the surgery. But I, I'm thinking I'll probably be able to at least record something and uh, just just uh, just don't expect too much. Maybe maybe to be fun, what I could do is I could record it while I'm still coming off the anesthesia. <laughs> That might work. Or I could even record like, well, maybe. Wait, I'm getting ahead of myself. No promises on this one because I know my wife won't be down for this. But maybe I bring the recording equipment to the surgeon's office with me and I record everything, like the whole pre-op. Even like I'll even ask the surgeon. I'll be like, hey, will you leave this on during surgery and like see if I if I make like noises or anything? And then afterwards – while I'm coming off the anesthesia, while I'm still high, maybe I'll do some podcasting at that point. Who knows? Anyway, um, that's enough. Let's get to the interview. Simona was here. She came out to Craft Cannery. Uh, very lovely person. I am extremely happy that I had the opportunity to uh, talk to her, meet her. Um, I'm a fan of hers, and I really enjoyed the conversation. Uh, Fortissimona is on the podcast. Enjoy. Let's talk sauce. Yes. You are like, you're a true, I, I actually believe what you're going to say about sauce. Yeah. Because I feel like you're authentic. Yeah. My dad came from Italy when he was 23 over to America. Okay. What's his um, name? His name is Giuseppe. I love it. Uh, but he actually changed his name because so many people couldn't pronounce or spell it. Um, <laughs> and so he changed it legally to Joseph. What was he getting? Was it Gaius? Oh my gosh. Gaiusip. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. It was, I mean, probably a lot similar to how people just kind of started to change their Italian names. Yeah. Uh, yeah. who had, you know, grandparents and stuff. Isn't it sad from, actually? Yeah. I was actually, I was listening to one of your podcasts. Yeah. Um, and I heard you say your last name and this whole time I thought it was Guglielmo. It is Guglielmo. It is spo <laughs> it's supposed to be. And I yeah. heard you say it Guglielmo and yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. what? <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen, I, ugh, I feel like such a fraud in front of no you. Worries, okay. No worries. First of all, it is Guglielmo. Okay. It's supposed to be. <laughs> when my family came over, a bunch of them changed to Williams. Yeah. But my, oh, I yeah. got very lucky. A couple of us stayed, stayed nice. Guglielmos. Nice. I've been beaten, we've been beaten into submission. That's right. why you hear me That's, say Guglielmo. Yep, mm, that makes sense. It's like your dad. Like, you just mm -hmm. get beaten into submission. You go, yeah. fine, it's Guglielmo. Definitely. There's That's no A in there. there. It's not yeah. Guglielmo. It's Guglielmo. <laughs> yeah. what, what is your last name? Beninati. 
And you kept that. Yeah, that one's Can't a little easier for people to say. Yes. Uh, my first name, I struggled with for a while. When I was a kid, I used to tell people to call me Sam because everyone just called me Samona. Sam, they just yeah. wouldn't pronounce Simona. Uh-huh. Uh, they would say, yeah, Simona. They just wouldn't pronounce the I. Like, you can right. say it in Fiona. You can say Maria. How come you can't say Simona? I don't understand. <laughs> Your name just threw them off. <laughs> like, yeah. the I sounds like an E. Just that simple <laughs> to me. Well, how old, how old is, is Giuseppe then when uh, when he has Simona? And, and, um, and is your oh, mom from was, Italy too, by My mom is not. Okay. She is from Buffalo area, actually. Great. Um, Best of both worlds. Yeah, and I grew up in Syracuse. Uh, yeah. But my dad right now is um, 78. Okay. So okay. He, had, he had me pretty late. I have uh, a lot of older siblings. Nice. Um, so I'm the youngest, and okay. uh, which is great. I have a lot of freedoms. Yeah. Um, but I also was never allowed to have like many pets when I was younger because, oh, uh, Susanna had bunnies and they stunk so bad so you cannot have bunny i'm like okay dad <laughs> but were you the favorite because you were the baby uh oh definitely you had that going oh definitely i, had, I got day. lots of hand-me-downs yeah. uh most of my apartment furniture is still all for my siblings so. yeah <laughs> thank <Yeah>. you siblings <laughs> yeah how's giuseppe's english um it's good uh i mean he learned it he didn't take english in school when he was in italy uh back then you know it was right after the depression in sicily they had up to a fifth grade education and then you could um get a get a uh um not internship but um apprenticeship mm -hmm. and so he uh did that right out of fifth grade um and then uh came to america and and learned hairdressing because um he was doing a little bit of of it over there and his uncle lived here and said oh um you know everyone's looking for european hairdressers and so uh that's kind of how my dad came over and he started a salon he started a business and that's awesome. i think that's why i kind of liked getting into business and things like that um i do marketing now yeah and uh, i think i just have that kind of entrepreneurship spirit that yeah. my dad had and um he he was great he like you know he went to the best barber in town and said hey let me sweep up the hair for you let me wash the towels and then oh, he slowly that. just kind of like made his way learned some english along the way and then that's the uh, best that's went, the best yeah like mm -hmm. the, he, he went and he, and he got he, a chair he hustled he just went he, off he hustled sweep. the whole time yeah. yeah and he made friends with bankers and then got a loan from them yep. he did their hair and then he you know got his own salon and um, made friends with um, nurses, and then they told all their nurse friends to come and get their hair done there. And so he he really, by word of mouth and um, and being really charismatic, he made his way into, and, and he retired from it. He so retired you, at 73. Did, uh, okay, not that long yeah. ago. So did you grow up in and around the salon? Like that was I your, did, yep. I was just in there all the time. It was great. Yeah. Do you I do drank any, all the coffee from the coffee machine. <laughs> <laughs> did you do any hair yourself? Did you ever pick up any? I, I didn't. I was never too interested in, in hair. Um, mm. It's a lot of standing. I, I, my dad always said that his like feet always hurt all the time, and sure. I was like, I don't know. Like I, I kind of like desk life. That's that's kind of for me. Yeah. I, have, I have a watch that reminds <laughs> me to stand up and walk around. <laughs> Let me ask you though, because I love hearing that you're very into entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. Because I am too. I love entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. I love business owners, and I just think there's a certain like, there's a certain I don't know if it's hustle or thick skinness or yeah. resilience. Like there's just a thing that yeah. when, some, when I know somebody owns a small business, I'm like, oh, that person's been through some shit. Right. Because you have, no matter yeah. what you're, no matter how successful you are, you've got nights where you're like, what am I doing? Yeah. Did you see that? Did you see those highs, lows? Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, just because my dad, you know, came over, didn't know any English, uh, had to learn it on the fly. Yeah. Um, you know, there's two kinds of people, I think. And there's the people that, you know, they'll get beaten down and they're, you know, into submission, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, googly <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, and then they, you know, become, okay, well, I'll just be, you know, I'll just try to, like, you know, go to work and get through it and then have my fun on the weekends and, and nights and things like that. And then there's people who kind of, um, you know, they're super optimistic, charismatic, and that, that spirit, that drive, like, even if it gets beaten down, still exists like mm -hmm. there's not really um i mean i think about it all the time there's been moments when people have said oh you're you know too ambitious or you're too like what are you doing like you're just doing doing the most and um it's just all about you know keep like just keep driving like even if people tell you um you know that oh you you're you're not good at this yet you're not good at this yet yeah. like if you just keep if you know you have something special yeah um 
it's almost like that uh, analogy of an airplane. Yeah. Um, this is my favorite analogy when, you know, an airplane flies, uh, it knows its destination, but it might not know exact weather patterns. It might not know if it has to, you know, veer off to the left, veer off to the right, but it knows its end goal. And I mm-hmm. think that keeping that end goal, keeping that spirit and knowing where you want to end up, mm-hmm. um, even if you don't know the path, I think that is the most important thing. And also another little saying I like that goes along with what you just said mm-hmm. is the first step to being great at something yeah. is sucking at it. Yeah, exactly. Because nobody's good. You suck at it forever and you, ever. Yeah, and, and then you're kind and of bad at it. One day. <laughs> and then you're average at <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And then before you know exactly. it, you look back and you go, oh my God, I've been doing this for years. Right. And people are asking me how to do this. And right. then you go, I, they yeah. don't realize that I don't know what I'm right. doing. I'm know? really big into the idea of manifesting. <laughs> like, obviously, there's no special powers to it. Yeah. But it's one of those things where if you keep saying, oh, you know what, maybe I'll, you know, maybe I'll go into law or maybe I'll, um, you know, do X. If you keep thinking about it, you'll find opportunities along the way yeah. that will help you get there. Like people say like, oh, you know, we have to find the open door, but actually you have to think about what you want first and then, and then the open door, you'll, you'll recognize it yeah. and you'll say, okay, like this will take me there. Um, so what are you doing to make it happen? Like, where are you at right now in life? What is yeah. the thing that you are like on the crux of yeah. breaking through so, on? So I am really big into arts and I found myself loving nonprofits. Um, I've worked uh, with the RPO. Um, I worked at 13 Wham, even though that's not a nonprofit. Um, but I loved like anything live, anything happening now, anything creative. Um, and then right now I'm at Flower City Art Center. And again, there, when I found the open position at Flower City Art Center, um, I was kind of wishing, like, oh, man, I want to get back into the arts. I went to school for music business. Um, so I wanted to, uh, and then all of a sudden I saw that on Twitter, actually, someone posted. Twitter's a great, Twitter's a beautiful land. Um, so I saw someone be. posted on, about so We can talk <laughs> yeah. about the dark side of Twitter, <laughs> yeah, too. Definitely. But, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I saw the position open, and I, I, I was like, man, I wish I could go back into the arts because I missed it. And um, then I applied for it. So again, it's just all about that, like keeping your eyes open for for yeah. ways that you can achieve what you want. And, and no um, fear too, right? Right, Look exactly. The application. I want to get that job. Yeah, like, I, I want to take that. Right. job. I love. I love that. But so I, what's your job there right now? What do you do exactly? Yeah, I do. I do marketing. Um, I've been in finance too for nonprofits. I really love the whole operations of a nonprofit mm-hmm. and art specifically doing things um, that you can only do once. You can only experience once. Um, having a great like one-time experiences is kind of like my my jam Mm -hmm. um i've always wanted to work in live like performances live you know Mm -hmm. things like that um so uh i'm just ever kind of like growing and ever like soaking up absorbing um and right now i don't know exactly where my end goal is um i would love to uh be on like operations or uh, executive director of um, some kind of arts uh, organization, mm-hmm. um, and so that's kind of where I'm where I'm vibing with right now. And uh, what is at Flower City Arts Center? What is the what is the thing like that you say and you think to yourself? We've got this. This is this is the thing we do. Best. Yeah. Like we're we're amazing at this. And then conversely, like what is the thing that keeps you up at night? Where you go, right. like, boy, this is our challenge. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we, oh, I have lots of things to talk about <laughs> this. Um, so we are a visual arts center that's open to the community of Rod- all of Greater Rochester. We're the only visual arts center located, um, like all encompassing visual arts center located downtown. Um, we're right uh, next to Dogtown on Monroe Ave. Yeah. And um, oh, we go there a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're frequent customers. <laughs> um, but we have dark community dark rooms. Uh, you can learn film, digital. You can even learn um, digital arts like graphic design there. Um, you can learn um, printmaking, uh, letterpress, like the printing press you know <laughs> yeah, you teach these things we teach these things to the community and they're pretty cheap prices so this is not an art you get museum all the ma- it, it's not right well we do have galleries too right, actually right but, but what i'm saying is you can't go into the uh, rochester museum of art right exactly and learn the things yeah. that you're talking and about and something that separates us from other places like the brainery which i mean i love the brainery yeah. and like they're like one-off uh classes which yeah. are great it's great to get like a taste of it but if you want like to do something more and actually I, like like manifesting like say oh I want to be a ceramicist well we have classes that are eight weeks long and by the end you make so much ceramics like my I actually got my roommate to go because there was an essential worker scholarship that we had and he works at Highland Hospital mm-hmm. so for 50 bucks he got to take an eight week long class got all the clay um, normally the price is like you know 250 but it's still a great deal for all of that you know teaching all of that material That's and great. you can that go in great 
uh, on off class days and just work in the studio like you're a ceramicist. That, so you you're get telling the me that's experience. $250? Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. That, that's, that's nothing, it's, honestly, to learn that skill. Right. And yeah. pe- people, I mean, our ceramics don't really need much help. People are into ceramics right now. They're yeah. waiting. I, I watch on Google Analytics. People <laughs> will wait and, like, refresh the page to get into our classes. Oh, that's cool. Um, and, we yeah, we have painting and drawing, too. So if you like water, <laughs> oil painting or watercolor um, and you want to really get in depth and, and really, uh, we have one-offs, too, but. I mean, our thing is really like making you into, like getting you on the right foot, starting you. Um, and, and you don't have to watch a bunch of YouTube videos. You can learn right there. So, so it's like, so you want to be an artist. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. as opposed to the one-off classes like you compared or, or the art museum where yeah. it's just galleries. And that is the separator. But what, what about the other side of that? What is your challenge? What, what, yeah, what education so- do you have to do of the public? Right, right. Is that what so it is, our or? challenge, um, I mean, has been getting the word out about us. A lot yeah. of people don't even know um, that we were there in the community for the community. Um, you can rent our space too. Once you, once you, you know, you can. There's a cheap membership. It's just an annual fee of I think sixty dollars, or if you're a senior student, it's fifty. Um, household membership is eighty, so yeah. um, that makes it even cheaper. And then you know, once you know the space, you can come and work and just. There's, I mean. P- tons of artists in the community who make their work at our building and so kind of telling other people that that we're there for them um that's a big challenge i've been doing a lot of digital ads which have really uh, helped us oh thank you yeah the digital ads we've been doing have helped uh tremendously i've seen uh increasing and i i encourage all small businesses to if you don't do digital ads try it because some of, some of us don't know how to work I'm, I'm an old guy yeah and if you I... don't know how i mean you can always you know there's a bunch of companies around that will um start you off and show you the data and show you how it works um and then from there you could you know attempt it on your own so there's a there's great i mean 13 wham has a great digital ads yeah. um department i worked there um but uh yeah even just i mean trying it and, and maybe you know youtube videoing that we should have a class in the right, i want to do like a yeah, that's what i'm saying like i want to do a youtube ad or like the thing i've been really into yeah. Lately. TikTok. TikTok, oh, yeah. I love me some TikTok. Yeah, I would, I mean, I would go, uh, I would go Google ads or Facebook and Instagram ads just because people are constantly on there scrolling. I do do some Google ads. I yeah, think. At yeah. At least I see the charge come through on the yeah, credit card. Yeah, I think if you're, I mean, if you're a small business starting out, I think, yeah. I think doing, you know, Facebook, fa- like Facebook ads is, is great because it hits Instagram too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the Google ads. I think those are a great baseline and you, you'll really start to see some increasing, um, people and you can specifically hit like certain people like just in the rochester area and who maybe just like sauces or (laughs) who look up food (laughs) content all the time like you can hit those people and yeah be surprised how many like we hit people who like art in the rochester dma and it's like half a million people that we can reach potentially so it's digital ads has such a great reach for so cheap you have a good you have a great you yourself now not Flower City Arts Center, but you, Simona, have a great um, like uh, social media presence. Actually, obviously, oh, where you. I first saw you, yeah. I think you popped up on. I want to say it was Twitter. Yeah, and I clicked I'm on a huge you. Twitter and this fan. Weeks or months ago or something, mm. and I clicked on you, and uh, and I was like, uh, for, oh, I saw. I know exactly what happened. I remember yeah. now. Yeah, I saw Forti Simona. Yes, and I immediately jumped out at me. I was like, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, so thank I click you. On, I go, who, who is this chick? And then I go, yeah. oh, she's from Rochester. Yeah, because I love music and I'm Italian, so. So I start scrolling. I start yeah. scrolling. And I go, oh, this chick is not like like. I think you're going to know what I mean, but I go, this chick is not like American Italian. This chick's Italian Italian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there's yeah. a little, little bit of a difference there. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I kind of don't fit in anywhere here in America, and I've been struggling with that most of my life. Um, uh-huh. I have this theory uh, that kind of everyone who is um, maybe first, second, third generation up to um, of some kind of immigrant uh, has something called a Sunday sauce, whatever that means for that group of people. So for me, Sunday sauce doesn't exist for my family. We don't do Sunday sauce. All right, okay. I had no idea what that was. And so uh, basically Sunday sauce is... When, when immigrants come over to America, they kind of bring with them and try to hold on to a lot of the things that um, their culture had at the time. Like they're a living time capsule. And my theory is uh, one of the things that a lot of Italians do even to this day is have a big lunch with their family. Because in Italy, you get like from noon to two off yeah. every day to go have lunch with your family. And it's the biggest meal of the day. Um, and I think you know, when, when the immigrants came to America, they had to work 
all day long, didn't really get much time for a big lunch. Um, and so they would meet up on Sundays and have a big family Sunday sauce. That's a great origin story. R- I, I, no, you're, you're on to it. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. It boggled my mind. I was like, I don't know why this thing is a thing yeah. and why my family didn't ever do it. And you're right. We eat at noon. Like Yeah. yeah and mm-hmm. my wife, by the way, who's not Italian, even not 1% mm-hmm. Italian, it, it cannot believe that I want to eat this this giant meal at noon. Yeah, on yeah, yeah, yeah. It blows I mean, that's her mind. What, and then they take a little nap after and then go back to work. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dinner is more like you know not not as big. I was um, a little bit off actually. I wrote down what I thought. You had told me you had a controversial. Did you get the controversial taken? Is this what you're uh, taking? This is kind of yeah. This okay. is the take. Well, is- I mean yeah, because there's so many things that people will come up to me and they're you know second or third generation Italian. I'm first generation. Yeah. And they'll be like, oh well, do you guys do this? Do you guys do that? And I'm like, absolutely not. What are the this and that like? What um, um, like I don't know. There's not a lot of like of the beans and greens. There's yeah. like I don't know. There's so many. What about like, like meatballs and that? Kind oh, of meatball! Don't give me so. Okay, why are the meatballs here so large? <laughs> why do they have to be so big? Right. Calm down, America. Right. Why are your meatballs that big? Right. You don't. You shouldn't have to cut them with a fork and knife. <laughs> Wait, Simona, hold on. Let me defend it. <laughs> Let me tell you one thing. I do a lot of. Uh, I donate my time a lot for various charity dinners, mm-hmm. and I am hired often, or I, I guess I'm I'm auctioned off often. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds funny to yeah. say that. <laughs> to go to people's homes and like make the and and right. I, when I'm home, I do. I make little little meatballs. Yeah, right? the, I like the Go- little ones. Golf yeah. ball, I like get mm-hmm. biggest. But when I do these events, I stumbled upon if I do giant meatballs. Yeah. They- People just go nuts. They're like, don't oh, get me look wrong. at that. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I enjoy Italian-American food. It is some of the yummiest food. Yes. Um, oh but God, a lot of it doesn't talk. exist in Italy. Yes, I love here. I'm <laughs> loving this so much. There's Here's, so much. This is what I wrote down. Uh, I wrote down a co- what I thought oh, your controversial oh, no. take yeah, was Yeah, no, that's not. I mean, I, I there's a lot that? of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, in Italy, they get more creative than here, I think. Yeah. Uh, for example, pizza. For some reason, I've never seen potatoes on pizza here. Oh, french fries. Yeah, yes. well, people put, yeah, they'll put, like, yeah. What was I going to say? My, my order, on... I, when I lived in Italy, yeah. I had, my order was, uh, it was uh, una pizza con quattro oh, formaggi e yeah. patatine fritte. Per yeah, yeah, that's so good. <laughs> that was my order. Potatoes on pizza, like, yeah. that needs to come here. Uh-huh. I've uh, done it, I've done it a million I've times seen, I've home. seen salad on pizza in Italy. In egg? Uh, in egg on pizza, yeah. uh, little, um, well, they call them versed Versatile, but it's hot dogs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they put yeah. hot dogs on their pizza. Uh-huh. Really, um, you can get a pizza with potatoes and hot dogs on it, yeah. like French fries and hot dogs. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, there's uh, and uh, for another thing too that I'm, I'm shocked, but I, I have to say. I love this combination. Um, if someone wants a great like Guglielmo sauce yeah, yeah. combo, uh, you need to use the spicy veggie, which is my ultimate favorite. You talking about my sauce specifically? Your sauce oh, specifically. Thank you. I can't even believe you have. No, had I'm it. a I'm huge playing. fan of you. I'm a, I'm a huge <laughs> fan. The spicy veggie is your best sauce, yeah. hands down. Thank you. <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. Um, if everyone impressed friends, I like grab that one. <laughs> And then the other thing uh, I like to throw in, I love a pasta alla norma. And it's so hard to find that on menus here. And it's the quintessential Sicilian pasta sauce. To explain it, describe it's it. It's just a spicy eggplant sauce with Calabrian chilies, uh, sliced eggplant. Do you want to do one? You want to do that? That would be, if you made a pasta alla norma, I well, would... Well, why don't we do it and put it out as like the Fortissimona sauce or something? Stop. Like that. that would that would make my <laughs> life. That would give me so much joy. Because yeah. uh, that's what I do. I And then I add a little bit more, actually, from Trader Joe's. You can get a little jar of... Um, uh, chopped up Calabrian chilies, yeah. and so I'll add a little more because I like I a little got more shit spice. I got Calabrian chili peppers. Yeah, 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 I yeah, do, yeah. I do. So that's what I do, and that's that's uh, my favorite uh, combo. So eggplant, Calabrian chili pepper. Mm-hmm. To what kind of tomato are we using? No, I'm just uh, oh. putting it in your sauce. Oh, oh just the spicy my... veggie sauce because oh, oh, it's so got it's, the capers. It's so got... it's that plus those things. Yeah. Oh boy. It's my fave. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. It's a lot of things, but I like All chunky. Right. So I mean, yeah. I like my thing. I like veggies in my sauce. So. Um, I think that's uh, that's my fave. How much time have you spent in Italy over these years? Um, well, I've been to Italy almost every other year uh, since I was two. Okay. And um, extended stay or like vacation? Well, yeah. So when I was in school, we'd go like doing summer vacation. So we'd stay for like a month. Uh, oh, great. Maybe sometimes six weeks. So you had friends and everything. Like oh had, yeah, like, my whole group. most of my family's over there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I mean now that we have Instagram and Facebook, I'm able to you know connect with them and. Um, but it was hard before I would only really see them in the, in the summer and, um, that was only every other summer, but now it's even harder because I have a job and, um, well, that was kind of the appeal to, to my current job because I do get more vacation time, uh, at Flower City Arts. Thank you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) but, uh, well, I, I wasn't able to go last year. 
Um, and I'm kind of, I don't really want to go this summer, even though it is opened up. Uh, I prefer to fly out of Canada. <laughs> it's just easier. JFK, so hard. <laughs> I, I would imagine, I actually, I would imagine I've never tried, I've never flown to Italy from Canada. Actually, yeah. But I would yeah, imagine. Yeah, Toronto's way better. Yeah, um, I would think. Uh, but maybe next year. I'm hoping, I'm hoping maybe next year I can go. Um, where, where is, uh, Giuseppe from in Italy? Where do you so, go? So, uh, we're from a little island off the coast of Sicily. Um, I say weird, but I'm not, I wasn't born there, but my dad, <laughs> my family. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and fun fact, Cake Boss, you know Cake Boss? Uh, yeah. His yeah. family is from there. Oh, awesome. We don't know him. Awesome. But he's also from, it's called Lipari. It's the biggest island off the coast of Sicily. Uh, capers just grow on the side of the walls there. Um, fennel just grows like weeds. Uh-huh. Um, that's kind of the vibe. It's very desert climate. I would compare it to um, Arizona, like Phoenix, Arizona. Um, and my brother actually moved to Phoenix cause he's like, Oh, I love Italian weather so much. I'm just going to move to Phoenix. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. I, th- so I, I was lucky enough to spend a year there as an exchange student. Yeah. You know, where did you go? Sardinia. The Sardinia, island yeah. of Sardinia. Nice. Nice. And it was beautiful. Yeah. Just beautiful. And honestly, I love island I, life in Italy. Uh, it, it was, it was, it was mm. beautiful. It was like I lived on vacation. Essentially. Yeah. So did you have, um, the prickly pears? Uh, yeah, At those all? were yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, gosh. yeah. There was I could a lot live of prickly pear. We had a few things that were specific to Sardinia that were mm-hmm. like figs, some, probably flower figs. There were figs. There was Plums. this thing called pistoku, which was like a, um, mm. it was like a, a really thin, really hard bread. I guess. Oh, okay. But I really liked that cool, quite a cool. bit, and, and I think that was very specific maybe that's specific to Sardinia. To Sardinia. Oh, I've yeah. never had that. Yeah, but what I thought was really cool about Sardinia was. Um, the you know everyone vacations to Italy, but the Italians like vacation to Sardinia. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. There There's a, a lot of tourists of that come to my dad's island when I'm there in the summer. Italians, it's mostly, though, right? Yeah, like coming from the mainland. Yeah, because yeah. they don't and uh, Germans and French too that can speak sure. Italian. Um, because yeah. yeah, you they don't really speak a lot of English. Uh, even still, uh, yeah. over there, um, a lot. It's funny because a lot of times like my uh, aunts and uncles would be like, oh, you know, Luca speaks a little English. Like talk with him, and I'll be like, hi, Luca, how are you? And he's like, hello, my name. Luca. <laughs> like, good job, Luca. We'll there just switch was. to Italian again. <laughs> That's <laughs> it's great. It's fine. You don't need to speak any more English. <laughs> you can calm down. What are the other differences? Let's go Let's go back to the food thing. Yeah, Italian, yeah. Italian, oh, Italian oh. versus Italian. All right. American. I'll give you all a good list. Yeah. A shocking list. Yeah, okay. Chicken parm. Not okay. Italian. Not a thing. Right. Meatballs on pasta. Not a thing. Not a thing. If you put cheese on fish... It's not Italian in any way whatsoever. <laughs> if you put butter in your cacio e pepe or aglio, aglio or carbonara, you are doing a disservice to all Italians everywhere. You're calling so so much good stuff out. I love yeah. this. Can we go back to chicken parm though? Yeah, chicken we've parm. We've got sets on all of this. Stuff. Yeah. Let's start with chicken parm. Yeah. So uh, listen, I uh, you know I'm a fat kid. I'm gonna eat yeah. l- enjoy chicken parm. It's it's not Italian. It's chicken good. alfredo, not Italian. It's, it's, sorry. It's, it's, it's a breaded chicken cutlet. I mean, yeah, of it's cotoletto is Italian. But can we talk about for two? seconds yeah. can we talk about the fact that even even here even in america even if we just go and we say fine we're gonna go with chicken parm yeah where is the parm they take a breaded chicken cutlet and they put mozzarella cheese on it and mm. red sauce there's supposed to be a lot of parmesan cheese in the breading and that's when you get a good yeah yeah, yeah. if the breadcrumbs yeah. have parmesan cheese and i actually i like a cento the cento breadcrumb brand because they parm have in parm in there yeah, so I if you're making parm, it at home and i go like 50 50 parm yeah. breadcrumb yeah because because oh, you yeah. Yeah, americans love love the cheese oh i love the, I love cheese. the cheese. I love the cheese. There's a lot of cheese. <laughs> there's just too much cheese. A lot of times in if I go somewhere for Italian food, there's either too much garlic or too much cheese. Something's going on. Like, oh, yeah. okay, for example, Vern's. Vern's is one of my favorite Italian food places. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I would say it's authentic in a way that I could see Vern's as a new restaurant in Italy. Like, mm-hmm. I could see it open up and, and Italians liking the food there. But something that just bugs me a little bit and i'm sorry burns <laughs> but a lot of the food just has too much garlic and i leave there like my mouth is just like a dragon like just <sighs> well when you're in america and you're making italian food you you just you just add garlic yeah like, you just think you're like well yeah. garlic must fix right. everything the best yeah. i think the best uh italian restaurant in rochester oh, oh, pause for um, a second okay I'm, I'm so excited because i want to guess again Wait, okay you know, all right, all right. Guess it. are we going with best or most authentic what are we doing most authentic okay okay yeah. i want to write this down i want to see if i can i have two guys can i am i allowed to have two or do i have yeah. to get down to one mm-hmm. all right hold on i'm writing it down because one, me. I have like a, an honorary mention. Yep, yep, okay. These are the two, to me at least, and again, I have, I'm 38 years old and I have spent 37 of those years in America, mm-hmm. one year in Italy, <laughs> so I am not on your level, <laughs> okay. but there's two that make me feel like I am mm-hmm. really authentically mm-hmm. eating some Italian food, mm-hmm. and these are my guesses. 
Oh, you got the first one right. The first one. Okay. I've actually well, I've actually never been to Lucano, so okay, that I might was the second one that I wrote down. Um, so yes, Fiamma is the most authentic Italian restaurant. Yes. Um, they had another location that was better than their downtown location and they closed it and I'm still sad to this day they had a larger menu um there it was like less of a pizza place and more of a like all-encompassing like great Italian restaurant I would go there for Father's Day and my birthday like every year since I've been in Rochester yeah (laughs) because it just had the best food it had um uh uh, spaghetti con nero al sepia nice which is one of my favorites I love Oh my God, squid ink pasta, squid ink rice. Like, if you haven't had it, <laughs> delicious. Um, but yeah, Fiamma is really super authentic. I didn't see anything on the menu that I wouldn't have seen in Italy. No, um, it was, it's, it, and, and do you know anything about Fiamma? You know a little um, bit about I know it? that, well, the only thing I know is the owner. Um, His name is Giuseppe. Giuseppe, well, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. If, you, if you shout Joe in Italy, everyone will turn around <laughs> and look at you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> everyone's name is Joe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, um, the owner, I guess, uh, here's the other thing that will shock people. Dipping bread in olive oil and, and herbs, Yeah, it, that will also make Italians sad and cry <laughs> in front of you. Um, because you let the, the bread the, do its own talking. Yeah, 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 yeah. The bread should be good on its own. Yeah. Um, also, the bread here absolutely stinks. I've never had good Italian bread here at yeah, all. Yeah. Like the, the crust is not hard enough. Uh-huh. It needs to be super hard crust, soft in the middle. Like, you got to rip. I want to rip that bread with my teeth. That is some good Italian. What about bread. just the loaf of bread, like like sitting in the middle of the table and everyone just grabbing and ripping from it? Yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah. Not here. The here right. that's gross. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess now in the pandemic, it's probably gross well, in Italy too. Yeah, yeah, pro- yeah, yeah. Things have probably changed over there even still. Yeah. I'll have to go back yeah. and <laughs> fill you in <laughs> yeah. on what's changed. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess the owner, um, someone came over and, and asked, "Hey, can I have some, uh, you know, oil and herbs for?" Or, for the bread oh, and yeah. the owner was like absolutely not yeah yeah no he's and like I, when that. i heard that story i was like this place is the best simona there's he's, <laughs> he's got a couple notorious stories so i used to do this show i used to work in radio before i did the sauce thing mm. and i and i had this show on uh wham 1180 food and wine show and i had giuseppe on yeah and i had the opportunity to interview him and nice. there's a couple of stories like legendary mm-hmm. stories of him like <laughs> kicking people out or like yelling oh, at yeah. people oh, and i had yeah. the opportunity to ask him very specifically about yeah. these things and he gave a great answer mm. he basically said he basically shit on americans he was like look in in most other countries yeah. you go to the restaurant because you're trusting them that yeah, they know what they're doing exactly in america we go to the restaurant and we're like you know what i'm gonna tell you what i want that's true and he goes i'm not having that shit yeah here. it's not happening here yeah. you come to my restaurant you're gonna eat my food right not, exactly not, not like the stuff that i have the prepared the way you want yeah and that makes sense <laughs> i mean like you're making the choice to go to that restaurant like you could have gone to s- somewhere else if you didn't like the food there yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. you don't have to go there <laughs> so there's another guy who this guy I have to remain nameless but there's another guy who i know in town mm. who's who's a bit of an, an alpha male mm-hmm. and Giuseppe's also a bit of an alpha male mm. and they they legendarily got in a bit of a tangle yeah. one night over uh wanting to alter one of the dishes oh yeah can you do this without the whatever uh, yeah. and I'm trying to leave it as blank as yeah. possible and and you know it was just basically a clash right right of f you versus yeah. f you and don't get me wrong like I said Italians are innovative with their food if you go to Italy mm. you'll see some things that you know you might not have thought that they would do yeah. um yeah it's just like it's just like here I mean we're innovative with our food here uh but i think that a lot of italians have that sense of family that, like the food should taste if you're going out for cultural food they ha- they're very uh, proud of cultural food you'll see yeah. a lot on signs like this is the uh the food typical to that region yeah. and so that's where they kind of uh gatekeep a little bit yeah yeah the there, there's a uh, there's also something that we do I think in this country when we want to make something better is we just load it with you cheese. know butter and well <laughs> cheese yeah butter cheese <laughs> salt mm-hmm. shit that's not good for you yeah right and it's okay for you but yeah it's just a lot I wonder if like it, it, that's the thing is I just felt like in Italy it just felt a little bit more like the uh, they were getting there the right way to get to the yeah. right flavor they were doing it the right yeah, way yeah 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 and here we do a lot more of oh you know what would make it better deep fry it right right. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's an American thing, I guess. Yeah, I mean, there's deep frying in Italy, too. Arancini. Oh, that's true. Fully that deep fried. Yeah, that is tasty. True. What other good hot takes you got? Um, oh, I did want to uh, give an honorary mention to Mama G's. Yeah. Um, so uh, Mama G's, uh, most of their menu is authentic. Um, I think a lot of their ingredients are right from Italy as well. They do have a section on their menu, though, that is just for Italian. So they label it. 
they say this is Italian American cuisine. They like put a little section. <laughs> so if great. you want specifically that, you can look there. Um, but I love Mama Jean's because the story is fantastic. I went to Nazareth College, and they have a program there with pescata, which I've I've done that program um, for a summer uh, in Abruzzo, which has oh, such good food. They do like this like arrosticini you have to try it if you ever go um it's like little bits of lamb on a stick and you roast them over an open fire uh and there's just like places that and they have like lined up all these barbecues and you just grab the meat on a stick and you roast it in the open air and uh and that's like the typical food of uh abruzzo Uh, and of course they have uh, monte pulciano which is a great wine it's my favorite wine um but uh anyway long story short um this family, uh, the son, came and studied abroad at Naz, and there was a girl there who fell. In, they fell in love, and then she went and studied in Pescara, and then you know, still, still were in love. They ended up. Uh, he ended up coming here, and they got married. And then the family, they had a restaurant in Pescara, and uh, they ended up packing up, moving over, started a restaurant. That's Mama G's. That is a great story. Yeah. I never knew that mm-hmm. story. Yep. That you absolutely have motiva- motivated <laughs> me. That that I'm going to Mama. I've never yeah, been. I'm it's embarrassed. Great. I will say the it, it's just it's it's home, it's that nona like home cook food. Okay. It's like not you're not going for you know. It's a great take. Um, you have some. You have Fiamma's more fancier. Yeah. But Mama G's is more like if you just want like to fill your belly with like some good carbs and oh, sauce yeah. like. There. I've driven by it and I've thought to myself, oh, it's another Italian restaurant. I yeah. never knew the story. I'm so yeah, glad yeah, yeah. you shared that. So they're that. pretty authentic as well, I Good think. Good stuff. Yeah. Good, Simona. So I was, um, I did go on your Twitter just before you got here mm. because I was like, okay, let me let me find a couple talking points. And the first thing is um, happy birthday. Oh, thank you. <laughs> because I did yeah, see. Yeah, I went to Buffalo. And then I did the math on it and I was like, oh shit, I think I was texting her like on yeah. her birthday. It's a nice birthday present to do this podcast. So <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> well, I didn't even know. Like, I felt kind of rude then. I was no. like, I didn't realize it was your birthday at the time but yeah you went on like a brewery tour i went a brewery tour yeah yeah buffalo has some of my favorite breweries so Um, what all did you hit i hit uh big ditch nice of course everyone loves the hay burner it's delicious i love their tots because they actually use hay burner beer in the chili sauce they put on their loaded tots (laughs) that's great so that was the second time (laughs) i've had those they just knock my socks off um speaking of good sauce yeah (laughs) that's a good one Um, was that the thing that was in the picture oh yeah oh Oh, yeah yeah. that that looked like that looked heavenly yeah i had that for like an additional two more meals after (laughs) there was a lot of tots there um, and, uh, so I went there, I went to Thin Man. Thin Man has a huge menu and they let you pick eight things for your flight. And I was like, I can't handle that. So I just did five, but yeah, they, <laughs> you can get up to eight in a flight. And I'm like, that's like three beers. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, a, a, lot. that's a lot of booze. Um, and yeah. then I went to Resurgence, but I went to the newer one that's kind of like on the river, beautiful views, um, such a beautiful building that they made it. Uh, were you feeling pretty from, good? It sounds like you'd have been feeling pretty good. Yeah, and we this. were out there for like a few, you know, few hours, yeah. so it's not like you know, Still I drink pretty slow. So well, that shit's strong, um, though, man. Yeah, I tried to, I tried to, you know, go between, you know, the ten okay. percenters and the, you know, four or five percenters. I tried yeah. to do a good mix. You know, you can't all, you know, if you're a craft beer fan, I, you want to do above eight percent all the time if it's there. But I, I tried to hold back so a little it, bit. Yeah. I had quite a bit of beer to drink, yeah. but I did it. I hit all three. Good I called job. them the big three. Um, I'm on Untapped, which is a fun app to like, because I have so many opinions. You're about such things. a hip chick. I love um, this. You're on Untapped. Yeah, Untapped That's is fun. So freaking hip. I, uh, I just like being able to look back at all my beers and and yeah, my my top ten like those three breweries are like in my top ten of beers. What's number one on the top ten? Oh. We're going to talk about this. Is this controversial? It's not controversial. It's just really sad. Caged Alpha Monkey. Caged Alpha from Monkey. From Custom Brew Crafters. Uh, oh, my Caged God. Caged Alpha Monkey that is, is my so crazy favorite beer that. of all time. Didn't you hoard, like, some cans I or did. something? I saw, yes. And I, I keep finding them. My friends have, have them in the back of their fridges, and I keep finding them, and I'm that's like, great. we got to we gotta drink great. this now. Do you know uh, any of the brewers that were there or anything? I don't. I just loved it so much. I have an, I have an idea that, that I think we should do. Yeah. That beer was popular, right? Oh, yeah. So why don't we go to Three Heads or something and see, like, why don't you make a round of that beer? Yeah, yeah. didn't the guy I well, pass away who owned custom brew? Oh, maybe. I don't know. I think he did. So I don't that, know the story. That, I just love the beer. <laughs> what's it? I'm going to try and do, I'm gonna yeah. do a favor. I'm going to text. They even had at uh, Menden Cottage, uh, the restaurant there, they had a chicken sandwich. They used a sauce made from Caged Alpha Monkey that was my favorite sandwich, too. They, what do you mean? They made? They had a, s- they had a sauce that they made from 
uh, oh, caged elf monkey that good. they put on this chicken sandwich. It was good. That it was good. Does sound pretty good. I, o- I only got that there. That yeah. was like the the only thing I got. I clicked on your blog too, and you had a very controversial uh, garbage plate take as well. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it could be because you know I went to college at Naz. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's your joint? Uh, Hungries. Hungries. I've never been there either. Hungries has the best garbage plate. Um, I did their their home fries are just perfectly. You know, I don't know how they do it. It's just magical. Yeah. Um. I mean, there's. I mean, it's a garbage plate. There's. I mean, there's not much like you know cuisine involved. You <laughs> yeah, know, right, so right. everyone has their own favorite, but like, there isn't much difference between them all. The thing for me, I'm not a huge cinnamon in, uh, hot sauce kind of person or like the meat interesting, sauce. Interesting. Interesting. Um. It, the Nick Tahoe's. Um. I like their garbage plate. Uh. Dogtown like their garbage plate. Just a little. I mean, Nick Tahoe's puts a lot of cinnamon. Um, I think Dogtown uses just a little bit, which is okay. That's my like, that's my like go-to backup. Yes. Um, I really like the garbage plates at Jeremiah's. I think it's kind of an upscale plate. They do a really good job, and their potatoes are also delicious. But yeah, Hungry's is just like the for me. It's it's, it's it. The ingredients seem simpler. Um, there's no <laughs> there's like no cinnamon cinnamon like at all. Um, and uh, I don't know. I really enjoy it. And it's I spicy. I love that you're into sauces. Yeah. I love that you're into the sauces. Like, oh, where you, yeah. you you were telling me you made hot sauce over. The yes. Pandemic. Yeah. Yes. So uh, oh yeah, I got to pull up those those questions. So my roommate yeah, and I, um, I awesome. we made <laughs> hot sauce uh, over quarantine. We got into fermented hot sauce. We're not talking about meat hot sauce. We're talking about right. hot, hot sauce. Hot sauce. Yeah. Yeah. Because okay. uh, we are obsessed with buying a new hot sauce we have i mean like any hot sauce fan like if you're a hot sauce fan you know one because their entire shelf in their fridge is just filled with like wait a minute bunch of hot I'm sauce i'm about to blow your mind on something <laughs> yeah. I, I think you're gonna like this a Ooh. lot you know what i'm gonna give you before you leave oh is it hot sauce I'm, and i'm even gonna say <laughs> i'm even gonna say what it is because i'm all i'm he he was here and yeah. I, I know he'd be okay with this yeah you know what i have in here right what? now inside what? this building what Old Pueblo Grill's bottled hot sauce. Okay. It's just it's just waiting for the paperwork to come Ooh. in to be able to release oh it to the public. Oh my gosh, that's amazing! I'm gonna give you a bottle. <gasps> You're gonna be like literally oh the first person gosh. to have a bottle. <laughs> I love Old Pueblo Grill. Yes, I'm gonna give you their sauce. hot sauce. Oh, delicious! Oh yeah, thank you so much. That's, you got that's it. a great birthday present. Oh yeah. Um, that's exclusive. You can't buy that. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you could go to OPG and yeah, you know, yeah. order it, but oh, that would but be as far so as great. the bottled version. Yeah, I, I love yeah. going there and, and using their sauce. My favorite hot sauce uh, locally is the Silver Iguana by um, the Rock. Uh, what were they called? I don't know. Uh, it's Silver Iguana has their own hot sauce from what's the Rochester hot sauce company? There's uh, there's Pepper Nuts. Pepper Nuts. Oh, that yep. is Pepper the Nuts one? makes their sauce. Oh. At uh, Silver Iguana, and they have one in the black bottle. Okay. Hit just slaps in a that's different way okay. it just and I, I you can buy those bottles there they okay. you can, they sell those um that's one i have in my but yeah we got obsessed with making hot sauce over quarantine fermented hot sauce we learned from um uh, bon appetit's brad leone uh he had an episode on fermented hot sauce and so we tried it out and um we had so much fun we actually uh we live in an apartment so we give plants to like you know my roommate's grandparents and like our friends who have gardens so they grow our peppers through the season, then we collect them all, freeze them, and then nice. just make a bunch of hot sauce. And um, we have one called Spicy Meatball that's like really tasty. <laughs> nice. um, and we we toyed around the idea of um, you know trying to sell them or you know what that process would be like. And I guess if you don't bake it, you have to have like you have to make it in a uh, industry standard kitchen i know a guy um yeah <laughs> um so yeah my roommate had a bunch of questions all right for hit me you. up let's do it let's um, do it i also right. i also designed the logo too for our hot sauce bottles well then They're you gotta do like, this like, Simona. what are you waiting I mean. for i gotta show you what this they is, look like hold this on this is like you're actually like um, down the road already yeah on this. I, I well maybe i'll show you the picture after because it's not like you know the yeah. listeners can can see it yeah meanwhile, um, at least three <laughs> times during this podcast already i've held something up to you and been like look at this right <laughs> like, <laughs> i'm not i'm not very good yeah. at this all right here here's what he wrote questions for paul all right let's do this do I need to produce my hot sauce from an industrial kitchen? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you can't just do that at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do I have to get supplies from a food distributor or can I use homegrown items? Um, there's, that's a, bit, a little bit more of a complicated answer. You can use homegrown items. You have to jump through a few extra hoops. Mm-hmm. Um, suppliers would make everything a little easier. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit more. I can go in a little bit more detail on that, but you could use homegrown items mm-hmm. if you really wanted mm-hmm. to. Yeah. 
And then, oh, uh, second to last question, what are the relevant licenses I would have to get to make and sell hot sauce? I, let me back up for two seconds. You just basically have to become a certified grower is, gotcha. what, it, is what it would I gotcha. be. Which means you would have to have an inspected space where you're ah. growing. So you'd have mm-hmm. to welcome the New York eggs and markets to your yeah. home or wherever you're growing, and they'd mm-hmm. have to be able to inspect your Look growing it, yeah. operation, mm-hmm. and you'd have a list of of like things that you have mm-hmm. to be abiding by. Mm-hmm. So you can, but you're jumping mm-hmm. through. So we probably have to wait till we have our own little garden plot. You'd need a little spot. Like it couldn't <laughs> yeah. just be like, op- like open like in your apartment's backyard <laughs> yeah. to like the public. Yeah. Like, there'd have to be controls in yeah. place is what I'm trying mm-hmm. to say. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the last thing was licenses and stuff. Yeah. Um, so any product, so you're gonna need to be a business. You can become a sole proprietor. Um, you can go LLC, whatever you want to do. But you need to become a real business. Mm-hmm. Have a sales tax ID number, an EIN number, etc. Uh, then the next thing is you're going to need something. Um, is it mostly pepper? Is that the number one ingredient? Yep, Just, and there, yeah. sometimes there's carrots. and Yeah, but yeah. it's fresh produce yeah. is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be a, what's called an acidified food. Mm-hmm. So this is going to need to be registered with the FDA. So you're going to come under a couple jurisdictions, New York State Eggs and Markets and the FDA. Um, so you're going to need to show that you can acidify this food in order to make it mm-hmm. shelf stable. Mm-hmm. So um, you're going to need something called a scheduled process, mm-hmm. which is essentially a fancy recipe. I can show you one of mine. Uh, they're very, very confidential, but I, I show mine to anybody. And it's going to give you some critical factors Mm. and your critical factors are going to be the things that you need to do every single time and you have to keep records of those things and I'll tell you I don't know what it would be for your hot sauce but I'll tell you what they are for mine so for my just say our marinara our red sauce um, we have to cook it to 195 degrees Mm. it has to stay there for six minutes Mm -hmm. we have to bottle it with a pH acidity level of 4.2 or lower and we have to test it during cooking, and we have to test it the next day to make sure before we can release it. Nice. So you'd have to have those things, and yeah. you'd have to keep records that you were doing all mm. of those mm-hmm. things. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, register with the FDA. You're going to need a label. You're going to need barcode. You're going to need an ingredient statement. Nutrition facts are not technically required, but you're going to want them. Everyone wants to see them. Um, net weight statement on the front of the bottle. Uh, keep uh, Refrigerate after opening on the bottle. You know, handful. I'm, I might have missed a little mm. tiny thing or two, yeah. but it, everything I said just now se- might have seemed like a lot, but none of it yeah. was rocket science. Right, right, right. And I mean, it's one of those things where you kind of just like sign up for everything once, and then they check, come and yeah. probably come, come and check everything. And once not in to a while. turn this into a plug for myself, but honestly, what we do here is we take people like you yeah. who have a hot sauce, mm-hmm. and we hold your hand through that whole thing. Yeah, we basically that's, go, that's hey, awesome. we can do this all for I you. I love that. I'm you. obsessed with. Rochester's local products and I'm so glad that you're providing that service to oh, the yeah. community. I think that's really I, special. I love doing it. Yeah. This is like this is so much fun for yeah. me. I like it. Don't get me wrong. It comes with stress. Right. <laughs> Cuz I bet you I bet you there'll be people knocking at your door after this episode cuz they made a bunch of weird things over quarantine that <laughs> yeah. they want to try to sell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um Oh, the other question was for me for my birthday, so that was <laughs> What was that question? I, I guess <laughs> someone asked what uh someone asked my roommate what liquor I wanted for something. What I was mean. the answer to that? Well I've I've been really getting really into making cocktails too over quarantine. Nice. Uh I'm into making different kinds of margaritas. Um so for Cinco de Mayo I made a blue margarita where I swapped out the triple sec for blue curacao. Badass. Um and so I just said, you know, maybe more tequila and uh I could make another cool looking margarita. Nice. Nice. <laughs> So we do Taco Tuesdays every. That's why we have so much. That's why we 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 do like this family meal thing on Tuesdays, um, where we have some friends come over and my roommate and I we love to cook and so we have a really great kitchen. So we make a bunch of different tacos and you could go ham. Like you could make so many different tacos. Yeah. We've never run out of ideas. Yeah. We've yeah. recreated Taco Bell things. <laughs> like I I've made a chalupa. Awesome. Like we we do like we've made everything. Do you make taco sauces? Um, we don't make tacos. Well, we have the hot sauce. So that's that we, what you use? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we'll like, you know, burp, take our hot sauce out and, and use that, but yeah. other hot sauces. But yeah. yeah, we just have a whole shelf of just hot sauce. Yeah. So What does your roommate do? He works at Highland. He's a lab scientist. Um, nice. So anytime you uh, need your... Um, you know, pee tested. You know, yeah. he's the guy that looks at it. Yeah. Okay. Don't tell him I said that. <laughs> nice. You're not. You're not listening to this, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> he looks at knees. Okay. <laughs> so he told me the other day. He's like, "Oh yeah, like you open the freezer, and there was just a knee in there." A knee. A knee. A knee. Uh, that's at work, right? Not yeah. at the apartment. Okay. This is Jeffrey <laughs> Dahmer. No, that would be, uh, it's jarring. Mm-hmm. Sometimes those people, like th- those people that have the stomach for that, that's yeah. God bless them. He's even brought home some like testing materials 
to show me how gross our cell phones are. He oh. swabbed my cell phone uh-huh. and then put it. Well, thankfully, I, I, I'll like wipe my cell phone down. I'm, I'm more yeah. germaphobe than the normal person. But even still, there was like bacteria growing in this little dish that he brought. Well, yeah. What are 99% humans guilty of? <laughs> we take the phone yeah. into the bathroom, right? Yeah, yeah, we yeah. the bathroom. Toilet tax. And then... <laughs> we wash our hands. Yeah. We do not wash our phones. Right. And then we go out, yep. and, out and do yep. our lives. Yep. And I bet you 99% of guilty are that. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. I think so. I've become more of a germaphobe since meeting my roommate. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also Which this, protected me over quarantine. Like, yeah. yeah. And this pandemic will do it to you. Yeah. It makes you a little more conscious yeah. of it. I'm glad about a couple things. Here's a couple things that always grossed me out. Going to a little kid's birthday party and watching them go... Yeah, I did not. I did not put candles on my cake this year. Uh, well, I I've never liked that for years, yeah. despite the pandemic. I've mm-hmm. always been like, I can't. I want the cake before yeah. the kid blows on right, the right. cake because yeah. that's gross. Yeah, that was one thing. Another yeah. thing I was always conscious of. I hated this. This drove me crazy. People coming to work sick. I'm talking pre-pandemic. Yeah. I yeah. hate it. Pre-pandemic. We're workaholics. That's why. I, I don't need your freaking cold, yeah. man. Like, ugh. Don't get me started, yeah. Simona. And some bosses are just like, are you are you sick enough to not work? Like right. they like. There's some bosses out there. Bosses, if you're listening, <laughs> make sure your employees stay home if they're if they're sick. Yes, yes. We, <laughs> well, especially honestly, now, we they probably will. Here. But yeah, beforehand, yeah, people would. Yeah. All right, let's get on to another uh, hot yeah, topic for yeah. you. Um, I was, uh, as I said, I was Twitter stalking you moments before you got here, <laughs> and I saw your rant on millennials. <laughs> about, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, what was it again? Go ahead. Yeah, so uh, I was listening to um, Warm 101. Warm 101, if you're listening, I know you don't really use your Twitter a lot, but I did tag you. <laughs> um, yeah, they just uh, they called out millennials uh, as ages starting 23, which makes it 1998 mm. uh, being born, and uh, they said something about, I don't know, you know the typical millennials don't use blah 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 anymore they don't uh i forgot it It was like i think it was like millennials like deal breakers in relationships and it was something to do with um if you don't post about your significant other on social media millennials like hate that like i don't know it was weird uh it was a very weird like hot take that they did um but yeah it just bothered me that like i mean there's even millennials that are like 40s and up like, I'm 38, and I yeah I fit, yeah you're I a millennial. Fit. I was born 1980. 100. Yeah, I'm I'm with, um, uh, with the one comedian. I'm an elder millennial. I I, I remember yeah, what it was I, like I feel before. Like I'm too. I'm 20. How, how old are you? I, 20, I you? I'm 28. You're 28. I just turned 28. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, so, so all right. So I got 10 <laughs> years on you. So. Uh, the 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 I, I'm a millennial, but also like I recall. I, I didn't have a cell phone until I was in college. Right. You know, and I didn't even know that. I, like, when I first got my cell phone, it was not, I got to have a cell phone. Yeah. It was my parents got it for me, and it was because yeah. I was going to college. Yeah. It was like, you should have this just in case. Yeah. And my, I was like, what am I going to do with yeah, this thing? Yeah, yeah. I think I went on my first school trip in, like, junior high, and my parents got me my first cell phone. It was a track yeah. phone. And it wasn't even necessarily, was it really cool that you had a phone, or was it kind of like, okay, mom? Because um, for me, it was more like, okay, it mom. It was the first time I had texting, and I think that was really cool. You know, Italy was onto the texting before America was. You know, really? what, you know what I'm talking about? Well, when I was in Sardinia, mm-hmm. they were texting on their cell phones. And when wow. I came back to America, we were behind no in that. But I'm wow. also from like rural Ohio. Yeah, yeah. So we might have just been rednecks. Yeah. To tell you the oh, truth. That's also possible. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's interesting. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I know nothing about, about that because uh, I think, um, well, I do know that they love Apple products over there. And the fact yeah. that it's more expensive in Italy to buy Apple products. Yeah. So my dad, like my cousins would, would pay my dad when he got over there. Um, but he would bring over like iPads and things yeah. for like, cause it was so much cheaper for him to buy them here and bring them over. I just remember my dad stuffing his suitcase with like five iPads. <laughs> <laughs> All of my cousins wanted them. What about, there's another thing, pre-internet. I was, so I was there in 99. Um, pre-internet, the uh, soap operas mm-hmm. were two weeks behind in italy than they were here oh interesting and my mother could oh, tell me yeah and then i a couple of the girls at the high school <laughs> i like somehow it just came around because yeah. they called it it's called it was bold and beautiful but they just called it like beautiful or something oh, yeah. right <laughs> and and so like i was like it's bold and the beautiful <laughs> beautiful beautiful yeah i was oh i have some too. funny things my dad he would always like when i texted people he was like oh who are you taxing <laughs> and then he would always call ipods ipod ipon iPhone. Can you put some music on my iPod from iTunes? <laughs> and uh, he would always call Kohl's, Kohl's, like uh-huh. the store. Uh-huh. And Home Depot, you can guess yeah. wh- what he called Home Depot. Home, I'm going to go <laughs> Home 
Home Depot. No, Homo Depot. Homo Depot. Homo Depot. Homo Depot. Homo Depot. Which gal laughs for my friends. That's funny. Are you going to be able to? I have a. I have a thought. I was just realizing this. This might be too forward, and I apologize. Are you going to be able to marry a non-Italian guy? Um, I think uh, my dad does this thing where he uh, tries to pretend that whoever I'm dating is Italian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so if they end up liking like something Italian, but I was like, ah, see, you are Italian. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he he makes the most of it. <laughs> yeah. But but in your head, is there there's bonus points? Oh, there's definitely oh, bonus. Right. Oh, there's yes. bonus points. It'd yes. be even better if I found a guy in Italy to date. There like, we go. <laughs> extra bonus. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, uh, that was one. You know, my wife who I obviously love very much. Mm. We have a child together. But uh, but not at zero percent. Zero percent. And that's, that's okay. all. I won't say anything Maybe else. Maybe to your I'm, family, she's a little bit Italian somewhere. I mean, listen, I should Everyone's stop a little bit Italian. I'm going to stop because <laughs> I'm in trouble. <laughs> what did we miss? What, which, what um, else did we have to talk about? I'm not sure. Uh, my, I, did, I do have a blog. Um, it's fortissimona.blogspot.com because mm-hmm. I just, it's free. So. Yeah. Um, and I love to review places around Rochester, uh, music, um, food, products. Um, and uh, I kind of stopped before the pandemic because I felt kind of strange uh, advertising, you know, go out and try this. Uh, but I think I'm going to start it back up again. So it, keep an it. eye on that and I'll post about it on my Twitter. Um, for T. Simona, it's F-O-R-T-I-S-S-I-M-O-N-A. And hopefully I'll be able to go out and review some more things. Um, Merck on Main has some great things. I haven't been to night? Rufus yet. I, uh, I was there before night. Rufus opened, so I want to go back and, and try that. It um, was, it was, I got there late yesterday. It was like 7 p.m. It was yeah. starting to wane down mm-hmm. you know, a little bit. I yeah. think it was, a, it's a little more alive at lunch, maybe. Yeah, yeah. We went over to Bronca for dinner last night. Ooh, I uh, like Bronca too. I, I like That's also I, a place I could see in Italy, like as like a new, yeah, a new Italian food place. Yeah. They do a pretty good job. Yeah. What are you going to do next, Simona? What am I going to do next? Not today. I mean, like, in, like Simona, I don't mean literally where you're going right now. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, like, what are you going to do next? Like, Flower City Arts Center. Yeah. You're, you're, putting it on the map yeah. right you're doing your part there yeah what you started to hint at it a little bit earlier but what's the end goal where, where are you going started uh the what what's your end goal you started to hint at it earlier where you were talking oh, about where you could see yourself yeah well going. i want to i definitely want to go back to school i just um i still don't know like what i want to do i got my bachelor's at in music business um i'm toying with the idea of law school um okay. I think I could really help a lot of nonprofits in the arts especially. Yeah. Um and I think that would be really cool. So I'm kind of toying with the idea I might study for the LSAT. I heard the LSAT's like a big um uh like word puzzle test. Oh yeah. It's yeah. it's like I didn't I thought it was like law questions. No, no. The LSAT <laughs> is like all like word riddles. It's not like multiple choice. It's more yeah. like yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm kind of good at those. Okay, good. <laughs> good. Um so well, I might could, uh, I might give that a try. Simona, you could do so many things that you want to do with that because if you like law, yeah. great. And then also you, you know, you, you you start your own practice. Now you're an entrepreneur as well. Yeah. And right. you focus on helping not-for-profits in the yeah. arts. Mm-hmm. You kill three birds, one stone. Right. I love this for you. Yeah. It's kind of, it's one of those manifesting things. I mean, it's it's one of those things where right now I feel like there's no way that could happen. Oh, yeah. But if I think about it, like, enough, maybe I could get there. You can do it. You know, the other thing that helps is manifesting, but also is the dip the toe in the water thing. Yeah. So, like, uh, a lot of times uh, in this business, and law school's different, but obviously in this business, people, they have an idea and they're thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I always have to just convince them to just take that one first take little first step. step yeah. Just that just that little baby mm-hmm. one. And I always tell people, I always go, look, you did, it's not that, you know, you, so you contact the law school and you, or you fill out an application. Mm-hmm. What's the worst that could happen? Right. They say, no, what's the worst thing that could yeah. happen? Yeah. Same thing over here. Like, what's the worst thing that could happen? Like, exactly. You know, let's try your yeah, sauce. Yeah. Just go until you hit a roadblock and figure it out after that. And then and then once you hit that roadblock, and you will, because there always will yep. be, you're going to know when you hit that roadblock. If you're super motivated to mm-hmm. overtake it, then you're in the right mm-hmm. spot. And if the roadblock makes you go, fuck this, yeah. excuse my language, sorry, <laughs> then maybe that was the sign that this wasn't for right, you. Right, right. Yeah. I always love listening to the How I Made This. Oh, I uh, love How I Built This. Yes, it's my how favorite. How I Built This, yeah. yeah. I love that uh, My roommate turned me on to it. Uh, yeah. Matthew. Thanks, Matthew. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a bunch of like, oh, boom chicka pow, like, the yeah. popcorn company, uh, Boom Shake a Pop. That's what it is. Um, there's so many good ones on there that I'm just like, like it, it, that kind of helped me like get ambitious because they stumbled upon so many. And yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things that I learned in my entrepreneurship class in college that you know a lot of the times it's just luck. A lot of the times it's just timing luck. is certainly in there. Yeah. I lo- he ends every episode saying what percent yeah. was luck, what percent was hard work, yeah. and and um, 
I mean, it just my own experience, and by no means am I on the level of any of those people, but mm-hmm. there's definitely timing and luck yeah. involved in things, right. without a doubt. And I know? think if you're starting something like uh, like a business, it's all about like seeing if, there, if there's a need. If there's a need, you know, yeah. uh, like for example, pizza shops, it's a low barrier to entry. Anyone can open a pizza shop. But if there's way too many pizza shops, you're all competing against each other. Um, but if, you know, the only pizza shop in like, you know, 50 mile radius, then you're going to get a lot of business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's all about kind of identifying the need. Yeah. And uh, I think that stuck with me for sure. All right, Simona. I think we did it. Yeah, awesome. I think we did a podcast. Yeah. I, I do want to mm-hmm. leave with a couple Italian phrases do since it. we're talking so much about Italian. These are my three favorites all right. that I think everyone should know. So um, to say like good luck to someone, uh, you might know this, in bocca lupo. I don't know that one. Which no. means in the mouth of a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Where does that come from? That's uh, awesome. I don't know the I don't know the origin. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I would definitely I'd look it up. That's a good one. Um, can you just not Boca say Boca Lupa? Lupa? You can't say you can, you can you can. Okay, you can. this is like an extra say. one. Okay, okay. In Boca Lupa, there's also like one that's like some something's like something's balls, but I don't remember what that one is. But like, there's a bunch of ways to say good luck in Italian. Uh-huh. In Boca Lupa is my favorite. Yeah. Um, and then there's uh, one I really enjoy. It's called um, Piangere con un occhio. And it's crying with one eye, and it's okay. almost like uh, you're half sympathizing with someone, but like you're also kind of glad. Oh, like, that's a great <laughs> one. That's great. <laughs> it's like a really good one. I think about it a lot. We need that one here. Yeah, that's definitely. so great. <laughs> um, and then finally, uh, if you're really excited, like you're super excited to see someone, it's like hard to say you're excited in Italian. I think my favorite way to say it is um, "non sto più nella pelle." Which means I am like ripping out of my skin of excitement. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one too. I like it. So, um, wh- what about just if you if you don't know the answer to something? Boop. Oh yeah. Boop. 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 <laughs> That's yep. I like that. How That's often great. you do? Ah, boop. 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 Yep. All right, Simona. I think we All did right. a podcast. Yeah, I think we did a podcast. Do you want to get some sauce? Nice chatting with you. I would love to see oh, some man. sauce. All right, Thank I'm you. I'm gonna get you some sauce. Thank right. you, Simona. Thank you.